This podcast sponsored by Prime Super, straightforward superannuation solutions that empower you to grow, manage and protect your wealth and retirement income. That's Prime Super. Go to primesuper.com.au to learn more. A new blood test that looks at the colour of a patient's pain will be able to notify health professionals of its severity within minutes. The -the on-the-spot test is able to identify chronic pain by looking at colour biomarkers in the blood. I'm joined by University of Adelaide Professor Mark Hutchinson, the neuroscientist who developed the tool with an Australian-based team, to find out more about the pain HS test. Thank you for joining me, Mark. Thank you very much. It would be great if you could walk me through the way the test works, how how colour biomarkers can tell a health professional details of a patient's pain. Sure. So about 15 years ago, uh, we made the beginnings of a discovery that we finally worked out was a real discovery about five years ago that we could use a patient's blood uh, in a dish uh, to give us a response out of that blood that was able to determine whether that person had pain or not, and persistent pain specifically. This is pain that's lasting for more than three months. The exciting thing was that that was the first time when we could objectively diagnose persistent pain. But the disappointing thing was that that test was really expensive and it took several days to actually resolve the answer. So over the past four years um, in my centre of nanoscale biophotonics, we've been working with physicists and chemists to understand whether we can take that many-day test and condense it down into something that lasts for about a few minutes. Um, And what we're doing is we're using the natural colour of biology as a measure for what's happening in those cells in the blood. So all biology has a colour. Um, When we shine light through our finger and we see that red glow, that's the haemoglobin oxygenation that we're able to see. But if we use different types of lasers onto different types of cells and illuminate it with different colours, we get a beautiful rainbow and many rainbows of colours back towards us um, that we can then integrate together. And in this massive amount of information are the previously unrealised secrets of um, diagnosis of many disease states. And the one that we've chosen is pain. In what setting do you see this test using and and for what types of pain would it be most useful? So there's several areas where this test um, can be used. You know, pain is currently measured um, subjectively. We require someone to say how much pain they are in and to describe the type of pain they have. Now that is assuming communication is an option. So in children who who have yet to gain um, verbal communication, they are unable to communicate effectively their pain. And so in children, this test would be really critical new tool to be able to identify chronic pain conditions in children, which are surprisingly common. We also have the other end of the life spectrum in the, in the aged population where dementia and uh, other forms of um, delirium stop patients in their elderly years being able to communicate or acknowledge that they have a, a pain, a chronic pain. And this again would be a test that would allow us to intervene um, with an objective measure. The final one is actually at the very beginning of drug development. Um, One of the biggest problems in targeting drugs to the brain and spinal cord is the failure rate of drugs in development from translating from the experimental setting into the clinic. 
And one of the huge hurdles is we don't have an objective way to either recruit the right patients, pain patients, into trials, nor do we have a tool to be able to say, yes, this drug actually worked without again asking the patient. So this kind of tool will be really very important for future drug trials to be able to refine patient populations so we have as good a chance of a drug succeeding if it really does work and objectively measuring how well the drug worked in the trial. When are we likely to see the test used in, in Australian healthcare settings when necessary? So we are really keen to run large-scale clinical trials in the next 18 months. Um, these trials will mean that we will be needing to uh, do multi-centre, multi-site trials. Um, and from there, um, we should be able to then seek the appropriate registration uh, approaches. So it's going to be a bit of a longer journey. We still need to um, actually get the registration approved. But from there, we'll, um, we should be able to see it in patients' hands. Is this something you could see used widely in Australia? I think it will be used widely. Um, we will be looking at um, uh, you know, the, the deployability down to the uh, individual uh, doctor's surgery, for example, would be where we really want this test used. Um, so that means you know, it, it won't be in everybody's home, I don't think, because of the, uh, the costs associated with the readout. Um, but it, it should be available very broadly. And I guess whilst we're talking about human health here, I think the, the bigger volume use will actually be in the animal sector and the veterinary sector, where we literally cannot talk to the animals yet um, to work out whether they're in pain. And I think we'll see the veterinary use uh, expanding very, very quickly. That would be a game changer. Uh, thank you for your time, Mark. Thank you very much.